You are listening to the Catholic Recon Podcast, testimonies from Catholic reverts and converts. I'm your host, Eddie Trask. Don't forget to leave a review and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Catholic Recon Testimonies from Reverts and Converts. I'm your host, Eddie Trask. This week's guest is like a few other guests that shocked me just out of the blue uh, through an email. Anna from Poland reached out and was talking about testimonies. Her testimony uh, has since written on on a number of the videos giving her um, gratitude and and giving some feedback about the different videos and i just i don't know i'm excited about anna from poland anna thank you for being on the show i'm glad we worked out the time difference how are you i'm fine doing well a little bit too hot for my taste like yeah i'm more like siberia type (laughs) than equator yeah so i prefer cold that's a good way to say it i'm more siberian than like equator because when when i've been close to the equator i basically got sun poisoning that's neither here nor there but it is true i I, I couldn't handle it and my body broke out in rashes and it was was sad for me what i would have right now it's like definitely too much so i'm just really waiting for all of this to cool down excellent well anna your story is very unique. I mean, we say that, I I think that the majority of stories at one point, they start to all merge together. They have very um, similar points about why, like what what is that final pillar that falls or, you know, what what really convinces people. Um, But before we get to that, why don't you take us to childhood? early life how did this all how did this all start yeah it does start pretty early i think so uh and that's two there are two reasons i mean a good seeds that are very early on and let's say uh bad seeds you know i have weeds and what's the other thing the wheat right yeah the wheat in the bible yeah so that was we had both i mean in my early childhood we i mean me and my brother he just simply went the other way uh, and I'm a huge surprise for people who know my family in a sense of like, how come did you get out of that, right? And I'm not talking about stuff like it was bad childhood, it was good. Not great, but good. And um, there was no abuse, for example, nothing like tragic, let's say. I mean, there were obviously, obviously some things that I could, would call my childhood sometimes difficult. And I'll get to that later, but but basically the the um, like the amazement stems from the fact that it was like secular and anti-Catholic for a long time. Okay, so let's start first. I was baptized soon after birth, and that's already a grace. And the reason is, I suppose, because my father was Catholic at least nominally. Sure. Um, I don't really either know or remember much because he died when I was eleven. I think eleven. Yeah. Uh, after a car accident, not because of car accident, but because he, when he was brought from the hospital, he was basically dumped on the bed and something opened up uh, one of his veins or something. And so he passed soon later. And that's part of the story actually is important, but later. Um, 
two elements of that, but later. And the other thing is that my my mom, oh, and my my uh, grandparents on my father's side, so paternal grandparents are very, very simple people. Uh, I have no way to compare it to America because, you know, it's like more language, culture, literature and stuff, but I don't like the way of life. I'm not so sure. So they were like, you know, villagers. I don't know if you have like villagers in America. I'd say we have uh, countryside and you have ranch and farm, but that's that's not exactly the same as mm -hmm. what we have here. It's like uh, not in a negative sense because it was because of the World War II, but they were uneducated and the faith was very simple, but I think it was also purer and more like stable. However, because of my uh, tendencies for a long time and because of my mom, that was the uh, the negative side for a long time. Like they are uneducated, so what do they know? And my mom would always be surprised that her neighbor upstairs and her, they were like friends was Catholics. And she would say something like, she's so smart and she's Catholic. How, like, how's that possible? I mean, you cannot, you know, for her, if someone's smart, he's not Catholic. Really? So that was wow. early on. Yeah, yeah, it was very early on. And so again, I was baptized uh, pretty early on. So I had like, we have, uh, I don't think you have that, at least definitely not in public schools in, uh, in the US, but we still have got, uh, thing, thanks be to God, we have religion at school. Uh, and I even mean like inside of the building, I mean like public schools. Sure. However, since or for a couple of years, maybe 10 years, I have no idea. It's optional. So not, you don't have to go there. There's like ethical course or something like in, that. In, you know, in yeah, yeah, like you have secularism everywhere now. Yeah. So yeah. definitely in Europe and in some places it's worse. Poland is supposed to be like, you know, at the top somewhere. But as an insider, I can tell you that that's nominal Catholics. And, you know, these Catholics are those that like you once and so many of your guests just walk away. And they just say they're Catholics. They go there sometimes or they don't even go, but they say they're Catholic. They know nothing and they don't live like Catholics. So so that's like anti-witness. When, when I, if I remember, if I like try to remember, like focus on my past, I don't remember really any witnesses for a very, very long time. And you say it's a predominantly Catholic country, right? So yeah. you just go to church, but it doesn't mean anything. Um, however, uh, I suppose it like when you so often say, and your guests would say, uh, but two, I don't know, I don't remember names, but two of your guests will focus on the fact that we're just not listening. Yeah. So like I said, we have religious education uh, at school, but I don't think I was really listening that much, even though I was like a really into studying things, then because probably because of my mom and um, because of the, let's say, maybe not anti-witness, but lack of witness, wasn't like it was like a fairy tale a little bit or like, like fascinating stories but they would not impact my life in any way there was no i think no relationship with jesus which is so you know on protestant world which i never encountered around here there is some but i never encountered anyone like that um so it's a little bit fascinating for me although you have that there maybe a little bit scary when you have to talk to them <laughs> or leave them like if you you know, revert or convert or whatever so I've, I've heard many of those horror stories right um i mean horror stories in the middle right if you remember scott Hahn, sorry for digression you have a detective story first horror story next and then it's a romance right it's beautiful in the end but there is a in the beginning it's very hard so we don't really have that much of that here 
unless you have like family of atheists and that might be a problem so going back to uh, my childhood i have all those i had this religious education i think i simply wasn't paying attention and there was this thing uh, like from very early on this uh from that was going coming from my mom like smart people like don't do that like she was always trying to back away or back off i have no idea i can't even ask her because she's so anti-catholic uh she just simply tries not to talk about it because it may end not pleasantly for both of us sure uh, well in a sense that like i may end up crying right <laughs> not like i'm trying to bash her over the head with the arguments or whatever it's not like not not not, not in this sense and we had some terrible moments and that's why we're just not talking about it but i know enough to know that for her it's just worse than medieval ages and she thinks the worst of it i mean she's like totally in a secular vein and tending left I, i'd say and i like to in order to like redeem my mother i'm not sure that's the right word but in a sense of i don't really particularly like the last two days when i was thinking of this conversation what i'm gonna say so not to talk too much like to i don't want to say anything really bad about my mom but it's like really huge part of the story like this is the beginning yeah that she had a really rough childhood and she had abandonment issues particularly the father side and then i had that too so um so i think many of the reasons and and the fact the kind of stuff she wrote uh, she read sorry people she was surrounded by and her own family but mostly her childhood it's really not surprising that she's like this even though it's sad so i'm not exactly surprised um so so in general if i if i yeah, may i'm I, sure. I probably missed it so from her side of the family was there there was some anti you mentioned anti-catholic of course secularism of anything but, but when you say secularism sometimes people will use that and right. they'll say that they that those people were also tied to some type of protestant movement i'm not saying that that's the case um, no, no. There was there was no religion. That's what I want to no make. No religion. Yeah. yeah okay. Like no religion, but you know, it's a little bit like some. So my mom has. Okay, so had three sisters. Now she has two. Also, one of the elements of the story, actually. So one of them, I think, was going to church, but she got like more too sick to go. And I think the other may be quite similar, but it was like never really anything like important for them like different if anything i mean i i'd never cons all of them were baptized yeah i'm pretty sure like in poland you saw you know my uh atheist secure no okay atheistic materialistic anti-catholic brother baptized his daughter wow. that's what we do in poland it's grace it's amazing grace but it's part of the culture like almost everyone does that and, and only not and which is so rare that most people are like in shock when you do that if someone is like really truly anti-catholic and wants to be consequent they don't send their children to first communion but that's really rare and i'm talking like people who doesn't matter what they believe it's like there's church in every town or village or something i don't know it's like this is crazy i mean like well, it's just so such a part of culture. blessing but it's very different than what you have really i mean i yeah. know your history and i studied you know i i I studied English philology, so that's the culture stuff, the history, and and uh, particularly literature. But you know, the Protestant part, yes, because like I know Jonathan Edwards, I read that, uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne, all the Protestant authors, I knew quite a lot already. But it yeah. never, 
was like to compare what, what I grew in because I my culture was like well only what I learned at school but not on the faith side yeah sure. so it was like just interesting simple okay so uh some kind of witness on my father's family part and nothing on uh, my mother's side and definitely some anti-catholicism from her i'd call it militant right because she would say something sometimes i'll be like okay and there's this one thing she said and i was thinking like i prayed for the holy spirit to remember the important parts like you pray for the holy spirit for example to remember everything before confession particularly if the time's been you know uh, yeah. sometime so so and that stuff uh so i decided i heard it somewhere or read it somewhere once that god on purpose impresses some parts from your past on you so that you know you can connect the dots later or you get the whole puzzle right because i forgot so many things like they're either blurry or non-existent like i don't remember most of my childhood like even 10 years and there's like bits and pieces so one negative like the seed thing like you know smart people don't are not catholic is one thing and once i was coming from the field i think like collect not collecting gathering strawberries uh i think and my mom said something to the effect it's like paraphrased but i still remember it it was very hard for me i, I think i must have been like a believer since it was hard like painful a little bit but it was like the beginning and i must have been little and my father was still alive so somewhere below sorry somewhere uh before being uh 11 years old so she said something like in a very sarcastic manner uh so did you find oh and here's a word we don't have you don't have that in english <laughs> little god yeah in a sense of god but we have a word that you use for little children in a positive way so did you find it in the fields or something i mean like i don't know how she said that it was very negative and it's like it was like the beginning of oh 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 that kind of thing is my mom really doesn't like it we like the first real sense that if i want to be like in a better relationship with my mom that's not the way to go not the thing to talk about and so on Got it. so the next thing that i remember now the positive side and i remember it so well it was very impactful although much much later and in a way that it was like below the level of consciousness there was uh Okay, two things, <laughs> two things now. One, there was, I mean, this is really surprising. I'm from a village. It's like the, the smallest town I think you can imagine in America, that kind of thing. I don't, because like, I think you don't have villages, but you have little small towns. So, um, so it's a village, but like a small town and there's a convent of nuns. Like, it's really amazing. It's like how they uh, happen to be there. I have no idea, but one of the sisters was teaching me religion very early on. And as far as I remember, because that's I just I think I had this memory yesterday. Um, my father was helping the sisters, uh, the nuns, very often, obviously for free. I mean, how do you else? How else do you help nuns, right? Um, and he was at least nominally Catholic. I wish I knew more about that. I really wish that, but well, can't can't I cannot and I can't talk about about that to my mom, or I couldn't also. So I have to do that. So. Um, so once, uh, like in some sort of a, I don't know, like trying to repay for his, I don't know, kindness. My 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 dad was very good at. He was known throughout the village and outside even as the guy who fixes things. He was very good, uh, very musical, intelligent, and so on. And he uh, very sociable as well. 
some part of it was not good. So, so he would help them and she would bring me one of those really uh, thin, but like uh, colorful, well-written comic books about Jesus, because Jesus, like New Testament and a comic okay. uh, form. Comics. You say comic books? Yeah, comic. You know? Yeah. Uh, so three of them are, were about Jesus, and the last one was the Acts, and I read all of it, all of it more. I think more than once, and um, that was that was my religious education. That, like, I remember like nothing from classes or almost nothing, like it's or something that's not even worth mentioning. You know, even either elementary school or high school, a blur. So very early on because of the things I said very early on, um, instead of going, oh, okay, okay, very early on, but after my father's death, so 11, 12, 13, somewhere there, um, probably after 12, because my mom's, my father died, and then my mom told me things, a, a girl like 12 years old is no business of knowing, you know, about your brother, like the kind of stuff he did, and that I shouldn't know that, and I don't want to talk about that, but it was very hurtful, Sure. It poisons totally my perception of men. So, you know, at that time and in America, I would be like, you're a perfect target for today's feminists that talk about this toxic masculinity. That would be me. I wasn't that, but I would be this target. Perfect, right? So I was like, if you're a man, you back off or you can, I can trust you, stuff like that. It was very hard on me. And I was 12. So that was more or less, and since my father was Catholic, at least if it's nominal, my kind of, I suppose that's what it was. My kind of rebellion was stop going to church. So my mom, and that's grace, I guess, because my father was no longer there. She, she would send us to church. Might have been because everybody else was doing it and because our in-laws were like five kilometers away okay. and his family. Uh, and pretty much everyone was going to church there. I mean, apart from my mom, I guess. I don't remember her going unless like funeral weddings and stuff always unwill unwillingly, but she would go, that would be the, the moment. So instead of going there, I would go to the, let's call them sports grounds. It's like where, where you play football and kids play when you have, uh, uh, kids play when you have a break from school. I mean, there is a school and you have like those short breaks between classes. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we so call I would go there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I would go there and my biggest regret is not even that because here I am but my brother i started taking out my brother out of church and you know basically indoctrinate him against that and a few years later i did the same to my best friend then my cousin so it's like i can pray for them now and then of course since then they made all of their own decisions and reading and whatnot but i'll be the, the first and remember that and it's heavy but you know i was already myself on the wrong way in in the wrong way on the wrong path so uh, one thing about my father, though, or two things, uh, is also that um, I was, because of this attitude towards men in general, I suppose I was like, this is brokenness, right? The, 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 the problem with father, I actually once wanted to write a whole book or something about that when once I still was at university. Um, but in literature, from that perspective, that and and you have a lot of that thing in literature in America. I can tell you that. So the 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 issue if you have father issues, father wounds, right? Yeah. It's much easier to walk away from church because of God father figure thing. I mean, like the com the connotation is like you don't even obviously you think it's like he doesn't exist, but still there's this like 
context. He's the father, he's the father. And by the way, aren't we supposed to be as parents, like, you know, showing kids how God is? I mean, you correct them, but you love them no matter what, all this yeah. kind of stuff. And, and, and catechize our children. And I think that uh, the main thing about this poor faith formation uh, that uh, people talk about or lack of catechesis, which is different definitely than what you talk about you had in America and we have here our head really different, right? Different, different country, um, basically Catholic benefits in name, uh, very different. But still, if it's not in the family, or you get even anti-witness, counter-witness, yeah. or whatever, or someone's anti-Catholic, well, you will, you will, you probably will grow up that way. So I remember that after I converted, um, no, before, before I converted, that's why I was going to say, sorry, that, that's me <laughs> digressing too much. So uh, because of this really, uh, maybe not terrible, but poisoning brokenness as far as men and uh my dad thing is concerned i was i was i think i was depressed or something to that effect i was really drift like it was it was getting dark you could see that like if i ever uh, and i did if i ever written a poem it would be full of darkness right like where is that coming from like i wouldn't but but basically i think i was i was getting more and more depressed and of course, lack of God is like the main thing here, but yep. I didn't know. And God did something amazing. I don't know if you've read any of those two links that I sent you. So maybe you know, not surprising, but I'd like to share that because it is so, I, I've never heard anyone having that kind of experience like this one. So once, I mean, it wasn't once, it was a series, but one night, because it started one night, obviously, I had, um, I had a dream in which my father popped up and he appeared. It was, of course, after he died a couple of years at least. I think I was in high school, but I'm not sure, not 100%. Um, and it was like, we're distant and I'm, I don't really trust him. Like, I know it's him. It's like, there's like this very short conversation. I don't like, he came from nowhere and we're talking. And nothing special and there it, and i don't remember all of them what i do remember is the process so there was this series of dreams night after night that already is not normal in itself right and i recognize it really for what it was years later so the next night and the next and i think it'd be like five to ten i really don't remember but every dream uh there would be a progress in a relationship like getting to become like closer uh then friendly and then like father-daughter relationship and the last one was the most amazing surprising I'll, I'll never forget it because I don't know anyone I'm, I'm sure it happened to someone because I'm not that unique or anything but uh it'd be close to a mystical experience though it was a dream yeah because I woke up from feeling and some guests, maybe even those you talked about, talked like about liquid love. It wasn't exactly like that, but I woke up because of the feeling of love was like, I don't know how to say that, like too strong to bear. Like normally when people wake up from dreams and because it's so scary, right? Is that, isn't that like mostly yeah. oh, or, yeah, because, yeah. I don't know, or simply they wake up or they're hungry or they have to go to the bathroom. Well, I woke up because I couldn't stand. It's in a positive sense, but I couldn't stand like, not that I would die of it, but it was too strong. So I woke up because of the feeling of love I experienced at the end. Yeah, yeah. like you said, mystical. I don't think it came from my dad. 
he was there, but I don't think it came from him. I mean, obviously that's God, right? Wow. But that was a healing and it was before conversion. So that was amazing. And it was like the beginning of, my, of the healing. Like, for example, that was the first time after that, I started thinking that maybe that, maybe it's not like all dad's fault. Maybe it's not like he's all responsible for everything that was there. Well, and it very quickly turned out that I just can't talk about it with my mom because she'd go on defensive. So I just, she had a hard life and he did stuff that really she, he shouldn't have and was really bad. So, and then obviously I started to, again, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping a bit, but after conversion, I started to get worried about him. I mean, like, here's this, this dream, but uh, I didn't remember, like he was not, I didn't know because I was a child, right? He was in a hospital and he, and I just heard about all this stuff he's done. So where is he like purgatory? Uh, that would be fine because, you know, I can pray for him, heaven or something maybe already. And of course there's this third awful option. Yeah. So um, even though I knew my mom would, not, would hate to talk about that, I asked her and found there's this, in this particular scenario, my, and I'm finishing here, my dad, me and so on. And he was born on the 15th of August. So that's amazing. Some, Maybe he had some special connection to the lady, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And he, obviously his family prayed. So that night, even though nobody was expecting he would die, he, I mean, he, he they just brought, brought him back from the hospital. Like, he's healed. He's just going to, you know, recover. And, and that's all. That's how it happened. But that night, his friend, a priest, came there and they talked, I don't know if whole night, but a lot. So I can only hope there yeah. was confession involved, right? I mean, it was a priest. Well, my mom would have to poison it a little bit. You know, he's not a priest anymore. He left it. Yeah, but he was a priest then, right? Then, yeah, exactly. And whatever happened, I can pray for the guy because maybe he saved my father's soul. Okay, so that, that part is like over, but it was a big part of all of it. Like if you, if you look back, right? So um, then uh, one of the things I like to mention, now that, that would be like come with bad seeds is that i don't know how early on but my my mom one of my mom's sister um she has the same name as i do um she was very much into and my mom like a little bit too they were like friends i guess not just sisters but friends not not so much with the with the well depends uh how you look at it but she was closest to this one and she and my mom a little bit less were interested in new agey stuff just to put it like, you know, then we like too much. But there were like book on astrology in my home. I was very much interested in that. Uh, stuff like, you know, super consciousness. And like today we like the, the secret, the book secret. Yeah. This kind of thing, only there wasn't that book, you know, like the super consciousness. And then you think, you know, you just have this powerful mind, whatever, and you can make things yeah, you happen. Can, you can attain. Uh, yeah. Although there was no, one of your guests, I think Hugo Delgado talked about this ascended masters. No, that's not that. That was different. Yeah. It was yeah, very different because if there's like anything related, even remotely to Catholicism, my mother would just throw it away. It would not be in a house. So uh, I know it sounds harsh, but really there must be some reasons. And I know that's the broken childhood and a lot of hurt in her life, like really sad sad story and i think uh even though we can see it now there is some huge grace involved in there uh like there is it, it is the way it is for a good reason you know 
uh, and we'll see later. I like to think that it's like Padre Pio once said that we are like these little children and we look at the, uh, I don't know, how do you call that? When you crotch it or something, a painting, mm -hmm. but you do it with with, uh, with with a needle and, no, I don't have words with, um, how do you call them? It's like a tapestry, right? Yeah. But what we see, because we're like on this little stool, we only see from 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 the from from below, and we just see lots of uh, thread threads, or threads. Yeah, various threads. You don't see the picture. Only God sees the picture, and it's a, maybe a beautiful picture. So, so some I think something like that. So again, that was astrology. There were other things, and I was like given, and then I started to be even more interested in stuff like esoteric stuff, um, like all kinds of supernatural even though, again, not related to Christianity in any shape or form, right? Um, so it was really not so much the search for the truth, like in some of the guests, like, which is, wow, it's, at least that is good. I had nothing good in there. I mean, for myself, it's like, I was just interested. I was just curious. This was fascinating. And I think because it will become later more important, the biggest part of that was astrology. I'll get into that later. So um, these things happened, okay. And in high school, now we're, now, now we're getting a little bit closer to, to you know, the important uh, moment. I don't know how much, how much time we have. Oh, it was a little bit. So in high school, I was into stuff like hypnosis and reincarnation. And I did that to my friend like twice or three times. Really? I managed to do that. It was scary because because I did it and she did talk back even though she was asleep. So like later on, I was like, oh my goodness, what have I done? I mean, who did I talk to even, right? Okay, but that was, uh, then I just decided it's like a little bit too much. So I left it. And then I went to uh, university in a big city that I really liked. I was born there anyway. Um, so I really felt at home. And that's where I met, I think first year, a girl uh who was not just into astrology she was doing i think you say doing horoscope like making them right and from that started something i don't know how long it lasted but i know i infected my mom and we were really like really good buddies or friends or something with my mom uh at all that period when i was away from church completely away um horoscope for as many people as i could and I was also interested in psychology. So mostly it was about people's characters, not so much about future, but what, what do you like, you know? I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's just, that's what I'm showing that this was connected to, uh, connected basically, I was more really interested in like human nature and that kind of thing. But I, I was just, I could see all this and, you know, and I had books and I had like positions of planets. So it looked like science, you know? Um, and the only thing I remember that I think I was thinking about it yesterday. The only thing, uh, the only time I'm sorry, when it really was not reflecting at all a, a given person's because I was not a mentalist. I have no idea how it worked. It probably was demonic, and I'll tell you why in a moment. One time it didn't work was a uh, the only truly Catholic devout woman. You know, I was doing it for her, and when it didn't work, like. And I'm, I'm not like this. I mean, like I have a different character and so on. So I was, I was puzzled. I have all these books and knowledge and practice and so on. And why is it not working? And I thought, ah, oh, maybe you had cesarean section or something. And you were born, you, you were supposed to be born at a different time or whatever. I never really figured it out until much, much later when I, when I converted. So 
during that time I got into stuff like tarot cards I was not good at it and I didn't I was I was a little bit like anxious then already about this at least like it was a little bit going too far I see grace there because for many many things whether it's uh maybe not astrology unfortunately but whether it's hypnosis hypnosis or or tarot cards or all the stuff that teenagers do as you know or students at universities i was like always put off by that like maybe because i was introverted and was more into books but also i was like i i don't want to do that i don't like it i don't even want to try it so i was a little bit of an outcast because of that uh but i'm grateful to god like he kept me safe mostly okay so then happened one thing uh and really getting closer that is i for the first time felt evil presence I don't remember the time. I think it was at night. I don't remember where exactly. I think it was high school time or university time. Uh, but it was definitely related to my huge interest uh, into all these, you know, new agey things. And we know it's connected, right? Very well. Yeah. Uh, so what I did, and I was maybe even a little bit anti-Catholic, anti-church, anti-Christianity at this point. I prayed our father. And it went away. And it changed nothing. I was so stupid. I mean, like, uh, how did I not see this? I mean, this is amazing how sometimes God keeps you blind for a reason. Okay. And another thing now, a positive one, like the worst weeds, like they're like almost gone. Um, positive one, but weird was that I talked to a, um, not a fellow. I was living in a dormitory. So away from home during high school years and a little bit different the system is different than you in us so after eight of elementary i had four of high school and in that high school one girl when both of us didn't go for maybe a weekend or some kind of holidays i don't know we stayed both uh, i think we we're the only ones in a dormitory she started to talk talking to me about god and stuff and i obviously had yeah, and uh, this is like, this is imagined, this is, this is like, sorry, I said like fantastic or whatever. I was borrowing arguments from my mom, I suppose. I mean, I, because I never really thought about it, like it didn't care, it didn't mean anything um, to me. And uh, what I do remember though, that at some moment I started crying. I'm not sure if it was like when we talked, because she maybe said something interesting and I started to think about it. And then I went for the night to my own room and I had a horrible indigestion that just ruined it all. You know, I just focused on the stomach pain. And then the next day it was like, I don't even want to talk to her. And like, it's a dangerous stuff, right? <laughs> don't even like try to talk to anyone about it. Oh, and uh, I have to say this, like to honor my godmother. So I had, obviously I was baptized. I had first communion. I remember, I think that it was mostly like oh it's hot and i have to remember so many things and i'm gonna like faint in the church that's like and the presence and family nothing really religious i think that's that i am like 90 percent sure about that but what happened for confirmation i was in high school which was in a different town and it was very um, it was impossible to do it differently it was one one town or the other town both 30 kilometers but one was with a dormitory the other would be commuting and i wanted to go where the dormitory was I don't know why, but I chose to be there. And because of that, the confirmation classes was a little bit like difficult uh, in a sense that I couldn't always participate. And if it was uh, possible, I really was very 
because like I told you, that was already after I like started going to the uh, sports ground. And my godmother, once it was time to be confirmed, simply came to my home and dragged me to the priest to confess. I don't even know how I did that because I was so like, like <laughs> I knew nothing. I mean, I even know now that I hardly knew anything. I probably like made up a list of what's a sin. I mean, like not that I made the sins up, but like, uh, okay, so I'm going to say a few things that are obviously bad and I'm no, I mean, what I'm saying simply that there was no, uh, how do you call this, examine of conscience, I think, because she just put me there in, in front of the priest, like, here you go, go <laughs> confess, right, and then you have confirmation. Well, because of that, I had, uh, I, it was possible for me to get married in a church and so on, right? But it was not like that was like you talked to so many of your guests, it was not the graduation part. Right. I went away before much earlier, like more like 12, 12 and a little bit, maybe like 12, 13, right? And it, the walking away also started earlier because of all the things I mentioned. So I was uh, confirmed all those things, uh, all the hoops, as, as I think uh, Marcus Grode uh, used to say, or maybe still says. So anyway, I, uh, I had this experience in high school. Okay, now we are, I have to like go very briefly through my university time. Um, that was mostly astrology and fiction and uh, the influence of uh, one professor in particular. And that's why I end up later at university and doing American literature and stuff. And that environment is leftist. Okay. Just that, just that you know? And I was okay with this because that's what was in my home. And I focused on later on PhD and that's what my mom, mom was like the happiest about, you know, she's very much into this. She's very, I would say, well, well intellectual in a sense, she really places intellect very high. So there, so like faith is, you know, like Catholicism, anti-science, all this kind of thing, this, this myth, right? Yeah. So for her it's like, you know, like the opposite way, completely opposite. So she's like into universities and science and stuff. Uh, but mostly like the philo philosophy part, like the humanist approach. And I'm like in human sciences as well. Sciences, you say human arts? Yeah, whatever. yeah, human sciences, yeah. So um, after that, I uh, moved closer to my mom uh, because I got a position at the same university but a different branch, I think you call this, or offshoot or something. I was teaching there for some time and um, what happened there now i wish i remembered all the time timeline because there was this moment when uh john paul ii died and i was very moved by that and i was very surprised by that like so many people around the world you know like you read those stories and even it's protestants even and and, and lay people anti-catholic people and i was one of them and i was like so moved i was also some amazing dream i was uh this part is like this is like the breakthrough is almost coming i had a boyfriend like of two two uh, for two months i was even though this toxic masculinity no not that kind of thing this this anti-man thing and relationship things that is not gonna work ever uh, at the same time i was like everyone i suppose because we created for a yearning for love right so like hoping that maybe one day but it's like never working out and i'm always like attracted to people that are unattainable but i just it's not gonna happen anyway so uh, that kept me safe, if you think about it, that actually kept me safe from lots of sins. 
um, so anyway, uh, but not from all, obviously, you know, fallen nature and all that. So that always happened. So this was like the first boyfriend I wanted to stick to. And he was like, um, well, I don't want to use the word Catholic, but he did go to seminary first, like trying to be a priest. Priest decided not to and went like the opposite direction. Okay. You know what I mean? Wearing at the same time, like a huge cross on his crucifix on his chest, right? So the, at the time when I was with him, I had a dream of being in a very strange room, let's call this, and um, like being paralyzed or something and scared because the idea was like, not idea, the atmosphere was like the evil presence I felt uh really like not not asleep and this was during the sleep like was this paralysis or thing and there was something like like uh if i remember now correctly i think i felt like almost like god pushed me outside because i couldn't move i couldn't do anything whatsoever i was paralyzed and i was pushed through the door um and and so i found myself outside saved okay so very soon after this, he broke up and I got so depressed because it's like the first time I wanted to do someone more than two months, like here's the, that two months magical moment. Like I always, someone, someone breaks up or I never heard or whatever. And he broke up and my uh, brother um, uh, showed me a video game, a computer game. And I started playing like to be less depressed. It worked. It's an escapism anyway, right? So some kind of like escaping sure. reality kind of thing. It yeah. worked. It was most amazing because of that. And I think it's even like the first time ever. I uh, decided to go to some kind of forum about those, you know, video games and talk about stuff related to that game only. But I stayed there and then I, that's when I met my husband. He was playing video games too, but that's not how we met. I mean, he was mostly into politics and long posts about it. Or defending the church even. But you said forums, right? You said forums. Forums. Forum. Typing. Yeah, yeah. So oh. yeah, typing yeah, forum. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh like I think even the biggest one in Poland anyway, but for oh, Polish wow. people. Sure. Right. And we met there and we were like a spectacle for people because it's like be the first time on this forum how people met and then they met and they fell in love and stuff. So it went very, very fast because let's say we started like noticing each other in May maybe, and then uh, towards the end of May, one of our mutual virtual friends, well, his virtual Mutual friend, virtual, well, I like Another it. virtual, these are virtual, virtual people. Yeah. Virtual friend said something to the effect like we should uh, like put fit together or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what exactly it was, but it prompted our conversation to more into, you know, men, women kind of female, male, female relationship, whatever. Oh, romantic, I should say that romantic. So that progressed so fast that in June or towards the end of June, we were both in love and I moved from that city 300 kilometers away. Wow. Uh, to the city we are now just to be with him. And of course, you know, I'm not Catholic or anything, uh, but I was already agnostic. Like I think at that point, like we were talking about faith at some point, because I think, hey, that's that's an important issue, and we should talk about that. What year and was we this? We were more or less on the same page. Only he was never anti-Catholic. What year was this? The year two thousand and six, I think. Okay. All right. So, 
so we moved in together and you know people do when they move in together because we're not exactly religious or anything and one year later he proposed and we decided we have to go to premarital post and we decided we have to in poland you have to probably have to everywhere right i mean if you as far as i know if you want a wedding in the catholic church oh in the catholic church absolutely yeah 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 obviously yeah, yeah. uh his family is more definitely catholic too his family right i mean his parents at least definitely his sister at the time too and he was not anti-catholic he was just extremely lukewarm but uh he had very good seeds lots of them as once is because of his family and second because he studied history of arts and there was stuff like iconography and things you know and obviously when you study art there's lots of religion in there lots Absolutely. of Catholicism yeah so he knew quite a bit and at that premarital course there was a guy a professor well he's a like disclaimer when I say professor that's for the American audience or international audience or whatever because in Poland that's not the same as doctor I mean he did we just use the term in, in, in America, for example, you have PhD, you're a professor. So I would be a professor in the US. But yep. in here, you need like one more thing to do to become one. Got it. So, but it's easier to talk about it this way. So he's a so let's say he's a professor and he starts talking about um first he talks about he's a I think of philosophy. So he like has this intellectual language and it appeals to me because I was this all this intellectual stuff, right? You know, smart people are, are not Catholic and all that. So I was into being smart. I was very conceited and all this stuff. <laughs> so uh, everything that's related to it, I suppose. Uh, reading lots of books and, and um, I guess having PhD did not help. <laughs> and I was, that was a stumbling block in a sense, a stumbling block to humility, I mean, at that time. <laughs> yeah. So he was, a, so that was important that he was a professor for me, yeah, from university. And he was Catholic and he was talking about reality in a very interesting way and then he started talking about jesus god being the reality and like if you want to like let's say ignore reality it's like jumping from a high roof thinking you're not gonna do anything to yourself you know like you're gonna fly or whatever but not be killed if it's like very high and that was very interesting and then he started talking it was the same hour i think about the shroud of turin i think it's called yeah yeah about jesus uh about the marks of his suffering and we came back from that. My husband didn't notice that something like was off with me. And I think I started crying quite a bit and he was like concerned and so surprised. And so, because we like, we were very close at this particular moment. And I was like, so emotional about that was obviously Holy Spirit, uh, that it affected him as well. Like, uh, almost identically, even though at that particular lecture, that was just me, but I was starting like, sobbing I guess I don't remember it exactly right now but I was very emotional about it anyway and I thought uh mostly about his suffering like that was the main thing that he suffered so much I wasn't like thinking about him being my lord or about Catholicism or even Christianity no just about him as being this man but you know believing in some sense that he's God because that started my my conversion um that's the moment that he he suffered so much and i couldn't bear it you know and i remember that when i was like in this phase of like like agnosticism sort of like you know sitting on a fence someone of some, one of your guests said like this way or that way i'm not sure uh that was when i did from time to time see like on tv probably around christmas time a movie about jesus and that part passion always was making me 
at least sad if not crying so uh all right so so at that time we started going first of all we decided okay so now we're gonna be chased and all the time till the marriage and we start we we start we are not we are gonna going to start going to mass and we did uh and then i went to confession and this is like which shows the most how how horribly ignorant i was and conceited i think arrogant and ignorant and conceited all this kind of stuff you know i'm full of pride because i went to confession after this experience i thought oh, i love jesus so much right that's what i thought I didn't know what love is then, obviously, but there was something. It's not like I'm, I'm minimizing it, but I went to confession and uh, I talked to the priest about stuff, uh, sins and so on. But I, I remember that not just sins because I was so well excited about this first confession after so many years, because there was just one confession after confirmation, between confirmation and now, there was one confession because someone wanted, to, my friends wanted me to be a godmother. I have no idea why, because I was so not Catholic. So I went there just to get the paper that I'm a Catholic and so on, and I confessed my sins. And I, I remember the priest was very impolite. That was grace too, because he actually kicked me out of the church. But I was like, like excommunication, you know, people is actually mercy. Yeah, you know that, oh, right? Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he did not excommunicate me, but he kicked me out because the things I said and what he said later. So that was like in between those two times. He said something I cannot be like one foot in a church and one outside. And I, yeah, so I'm gonna be out. Yeah, that kind of thing after the confession. So I decided I'm gonna be out, and I think I was good for some reason. Um, okay, so now I'm going to this confession, and I'm like saying that I like never went to mass or something, and I'm like still so ignorant that I know nothing. So I say things in such a way that I, at some point, he said, I don't know, uh, that that I'm practically not practicing something like that. I don't remember what he said, and uh, and I said, but I love Jesus deeply, deeply, and he seemed offended by that. I don't remember what he said. But basically, it's like showing me and see, I remember at least the, my, my, um, my reaction to it so well, that that's not what Catholicism or faith or loving Jesus is. I had no idea, but I was offended. He was offended and I was offended. I mean, I know better, right? Yeah. So that shows, because still I was offended as well, means that I was still very close, really. I mean, there was a conversion and it was like this. I started on that path, but it was very slow. And we drifted away, ooh, I think right after baptizing our firstborn. We also moved to another city. I don't think we went more than once or twice to mass there, which was like a year at least, maybe a year and a half. And when we went back to Warsaw where we live, um, we basically stopped, like it was, I don't know, was not on the radar or whatever, like it was a little bit irrelevant. But I started to be, um, I mean, we still were believers. So if someone asked me, do you believe in Jesus? I said, yes, I do, or in God. And that's it. But if they started that, so let's say it would be a Protestant and start, start asking me like biblical questions or whatever, I would be like totally lost. I mean, like, I know nothing, but I didn't know what I need to know. Okay. So what happened next is now the true conversion was. Um, couple of years later that was actually i know exactly there's something about june it's my favorite time of the year it's not just jesus month but so many good things happen in june like uh, basically knowing 
getting to know my husband, engagement, wedding, I could go on, yeah. But uh, also in June, the end of May and the beginning of June, I decided we already had three kids then. So my first born and two girls, they were not baptized, the girls. So we were so far away, basically, and my husband was um, more even distant than I was, but I didn't want to pressure. I didn't care that much to pressure him or anything that we joined a Facebook group homeschooling, a Polish one. Yeah, because we started, yeah, maybe we should like think about that, see what kind of people are there. And then for some reason, I'm not sure, unfathomable really, if you look from now to then, that I decided to grow, to, to join more, more closed. Oh, I know, oh, I know, because there were so many anti-Catholics there actually, like, and I was like, you know, Catholic, I, I, I just called myself that and so on, like believer, I was offended by some anti-Catholic statements, you know? So I decided to, to join a close homeschooling group for Catholic families, right? Yes, for Catholic families. And that's where I witnessed for the first time, should I say I witnessed or they witnessed to me, uh, I saw people living the faith and I was mind blowing. I mean, I had no idea anyone ever lived this way. It was so surprising, like, hey, that's like a different universe, different dimension. What is this? I've never seen this. I mean, I was so surprised. I started talking to my husband about that, pressuring him to join that group, right? So it's happening again, it's grace together because he goes there too. And I was particularly, I think that God used this. Uh, I had this thing that I just love children, particularly little babies. I have five of them now plus two in heaven. And I was almost obsessed about having babies, but I didn't have like leverage sort of, right? Like, you know, if you're like either nominal, lukewarm or, or, um, or non-believer, then you think more like in the world, worldly terms about it. Like you should, you know, be able to support them and stuff. Like everyone should have its own room or something. Oh. <laughs> a small apartment. Uh, and there'll be stuff like my mom, I think it's a communist thing because we're like post-communist country, yeah. the propaganda. Uh, my mom and my brother would like say exact same thing sometimes, like two is max, two is maximum. Or one friend of mine uh, once said, why do you need another one? Like that was, I think that, that was about a third. I'm like, what do you mean? Why do I need another one? Okay, so the people in that group particularly were, were uh, how do you call this in English? Well, families of many children anyway. Yeah, large, yeah? they just say large Catholic families. Large Catholic families, okay. <laughs> so I was so amazed by that. I started opening. I mean, they were so Catholic, like people would wake up at six to go to a mass or something. I mean, like, this is amazing. So I started, I, I was afraid, however, to ask anything publicly because I joined as a Catholic. And I started to feel like I don't belong here. In a sense, I want to be here, but I like, I'm like a, foreigner i don't know the lingo i don't know this culture i don't understand anything how 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 surprising i mean i go i at some point i did go to mass i did some stuff from the gospels at least you know uh, and i just picked one person and she basically in short short uh make it a bit shorter here she basically became some kind of like spiritual guide and spiritual sister i asked questions like when do you pray how often do you pray can you pray if you're lying in bed or do you always have to kneel all kinds of stuff 
she probably was surprised and I don't know, hopefully not appalled because hey, you can evangelize someone. So I think she was happy at the same time and she also liked to be a guide. Uh, but then I started to basically learn the ropes in a sense that, I, oh, I could Google this or I could you know, find a book about that. I started to be like, I loved reading always. So now I focus. Okay, so that's not so much because I loved reading because I heard so many of the guests, they, even if they didn't like reading, they started to love reading in this particular area. So that's the Holy Spirit. Obviously, it's not me, but I always had this thing for reading. And I think I read like, uh, at least that's what my husband said, uh, worth of theology or seminary kind of thing, books, right? Books, articles and everything. So I had to educate myself, which learned, led to like three seriously general confessions. Because every time I would dig up, oh, that's a sin too. And then I found out, for example, that astrology is a sin and a serious one. And, oh my goodness, I have to go again. And like lists and lists and lists. And that's when also scrupulosity came in. Oh, for yeah. For a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard the story that you had. We mean, it was a bit different. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit OCD somewhere there. But in here, it was because after this, so many confessions, like, what else do I not know? Yeah. What am I what missing? Else is a sin, you There's know? always something else. This yeah. is a sin. What about, how about maybe that's a sin too, you know? And I had to read so much in order to, you know, like at least get, of course, my, my uh, confessor uh, helped a lot. Uh, the, those confessions with him, I even asked him once to be like a spiritual director very soon after, not very soon, but soon after he was moved or transferred to another parish. But I think I was like kind of formed by then, at least in human terms. First, this uh, girl. I'm sorry, a lady, and then uh, this priest, and then I just was maybe not on my own, but with Holy Spirit, the Bible, and then books and stuff, and, and so on. Uh, and we decided to baptize our two girls. That's pretty at the beginning of it, obviously, like in July, because the reading would continue for a long time. And what year? Like, I like what to year? Correct. Right. I know you like to ask that. Okay, so just a second. Um, 2000. Uh, 13. Okay. So 2013, because, uh, because I remember, that's how I remember it anyway, that my youngest then was not all, uh, not yet one year old. Okay. So uh, the devil took revenge, at least that's what the homeschooling families, you know, people there uh, talked about it because I was devastated a bit about that. That's when my, uh, my aunt who was into this new age things and also battling depression and things she decided she decided she committed suicide and that was huge also uh, because that that's like the spiritual battle thing entered i mean like i started devouring that stuff too you know thinking about the evil presence ones and so on so i it's like uh around those confessions also because then i started learning about things like what's uh the the gates i think uh, is that how you call them or 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 doors for the for the demonic to oh opening doors by doing opening different... doors yeah for yeah. the demonic to like astrology like tarot cards like all the kinds of occult I, there was no i'm not saying there was no kinds of occult but that's what it is yeah but other things as well yeah like abuse which i was not ever part of but other things yes and i had to know that as well so I like to guard guard myself and uh i guess then the rest is simply like most uh Catholics, I think, uh, in a sense, at least of your guests, yeah, that uh, this is when the journey really starts because you have this conversion all the time and reversion again and, you know, 
you like go a lapse a little bit and then you go back like for instance i had um at some point like two years later maybe uh you call this consecration to mary to jesus through mary yep so i did that yeah individual at home and right after i did that I think I was obviously the spiritual warfare. I was so severely attacked that say not not in a physical sense or anything, but like spiritually or something that I just like pulled away and like played probably video games or started like binging some series or movies or whatever. And then I like really wanted to get back. So these things happen, I guess, from time to time. It does, it's not doesn't always it's not always the same kind, but it's usually some kind of escapism. Uh, in my case anyway. So it's little literature or movies and I'm less into movies, more into literature or video games even. So I'm embarrassed to say that, but people play a lot. So, so uh, well, that's how I met my husband anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not like that <laughs> cannot true. be so bad. Uh, I totally limit this for my kids, but but still, you know, it, it was there. So, so it happens from time to time, but I always try to if it happens during it, I pray, Lord, please help me get out of this. Yes, I want to get out of this, but I'm too weak. I'm definitely very weak in a sense. So, so I, I started reading a lot about spiritual growth. And this is basically where I'm at. Maybe I'm not reading so much. Now I'm just focusing on just what every Catholic focuses on spiritual growth and such, you know, attaining wholeness. I remember one of the wow moments at the beginning of this story. I mean, like when, with a spiritual girl, I think is when I found out, that's my ignorance, but that was also beautiful, that you can actually become a saint. Because I thought this is for those, you know, lucky few that are on those, you know, canonized, and it's not for people like me. And actually, I've heard it so many times, and that's why priests have to talk about it more. Very many Catholics don't know that. They know they're like called to holiness, but I don't think that it's possible for everyone. But it's God's grace, right? You just have to be willing. You have to be willing, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so if you like, and it's the same like with just conversion. So if, if you don't really want to convert, like there's, there's this block. Yeah, like I, I keep remembering, for instance, from St. Charbel, one of my favorite saints, but the most, most two favorite is St. Faustina Kowalska and, uh, well, three maybe, Padre Pio and St. Alphonsus de Liguori. Oh. I have lots of books by him. Liguori is like my, all-time favorite, at least, well, Padre Pio too, but Ligori is my spiritual now, even though I don't read him in like all the time, or Akempis is also nice, but Ligori, his spirituality in a way, or or maybe not, the, not his spirituality, but the way he teaches it, the way he tells you, tells you what to do, that's that's how I love to, you know, this is my way. Um, so anyway, um, there was, I'd like to add it, I know like we already like past time, but there's one thing, oh, go ahead. one thing that made the growth the most or the, the, the biggest growth was the uh, tragedy in my life uh, when um, I'll be like three years ago, I was pregnant with my then fifth child and she was terminally ill. I had a lethal defect. And uh, at the same time, I was like completely estranged from my mom because when she found out I'm pregnant again, she said some really, well, she said the kind of things you just, you just can't talk too much together to each other after that. So um, that was very, very hard. Obviously you can imagine that, but you know, I think that was one of the biggest graces uh, ever. Like 
just like uh, like faith itself because uh it's taught not just it's not that it's only a suffering that you can offer up uh, in the same moment but uh, which i offered up actually in that very same moment and that was just great so i know simply it wasn't just me i was just simply moved to do this uh but later more consciously that this uh teaches you so much and i think i was the closest i was with jesus until that moment then yeah because of that and then i also understand people who go through this so you know how how, how this is like you go through something and then you can easier to talk or 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 i don't know comfort people who had same story or or problems so she was still born because she died before uh i mean she died they, they told me this would happen um but um I think I was expecting a miracle and I had this little, let's say, I would call it now my Protestant problem, let's say, that I thought that is because I had too little faith. You know, okay. That's why yeah. it didn't happen. But that's not true. I think God had different plans and that's why I have the youngest here now. Uh, but there's this one thing I had to do and it was amazing that it's, the, the and also this divine, I used to call this like surgical precision, divine precision of God when he makes like orchestrates things in your life. When you pray for something, it happens and it's like, it's perfect. Yes, like perfectly for you. Um, so, and, and it was visible in so many of the guest stories, right? Now I remember Jeremy Rivera in particular and this, this last year that he got the, the college in Boulder, like this kind of like this divine precision. This is amazing. This is amazing to me, that kind of stuff. Um, so what I had to do after that, because that was fifth, um, and we kind of like agreed with my husband that, well, we'll have five, uh, we'll, we'll have five children. We're not like, not, not very rich or anything. We're like older, not old, but older, not very young people. We met quite late, let's say. Yeah. So that was tough on us. And, um, and there's any, uh, there, there is more and it's even more important that I can, don't want to really talk about something, uh, like you know sickness related let's say yeah? yeah so turned out and i didn't believe that before i thought i was just open to having babies and i just loved babies and god used it to convert me right like conversion of heart and mind and everything i decided hey i think i'm kind of obsessed about having babies and i had to like i kind of i was even a little bit scared to pray this way like what if it does go away right but i had to so I prayed, like, if it is an obsession, not just, you know, being, obsession is like a strong word, addicted to little babies or whatever, like, it gives me a high because I love them so much, and so I don't know how to call this. Um, so I decided to pray that if it's that, if it's not just being open to life, then I want to God to take it away, and he did, and I was amazing, I was free. I didn't know you had this kind of problem, actually, that it's a, that it might be a problem, I, and that was also, you know, the inside was from the spirit, the uh, I don't know, I think in English it's also inside, because in Polish we call this like if I were to translate lights from the Holy Spirit, so I don't know how it's inside probably in your language would be. Uh, so I had to pray for that. It That's worked. But wow. then we had then we had uh, our youngest. And that was grace too. And that's a whole another story, but yeah, so here we are. I'm here <laughs> um, doing my thing. I mean, like, you know, uh, uh, praying and, and, and reading books and watching stuff. For, for, for some time, I also, oh, one more story. Can I say one more story? Yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> I have time for that. Uh, okay, so there was this moment when, uh, I don't know how many years ago, but you're somewhere in between. When I was afraid, 
And I still, at that point, I was totally ignorant still. I didn't know about things like what is vocation or at least like, what does it mean to have a vocation? How do you recognize the discernment thing? So these were, well, I didn't know much about that. So there was a moment when I thought, oh my goodness, what if I was like called to be a nun? You know, I just converted to late because here all the seeds, you know, there the conversations when I just, you know, turned away and so on. I thought, that's what if it's like my thought, you know, that I shouldn't be here, I should be somewhere else. And here I am, like loving children, being happily married <laughs> after you know, like three or four children, asking those stupid questions. But I was ignorant and I was panicked. And I was thinking, yeah, so so what now? What if I should be because I loved Carmelites, you know, it's like my thing. If I could be, I could be a carrier. I mean, if I wasn't happily married and if I was single and I like this, so I would definitely go and join immediately Carmelite. Uh, uh, convent monastery and so on so god's response was amazing and instant and you know this precision instant like because he knew like before he created us i would have this problem right so i have uh i don't have like thin hands right just 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 normal and if i do this my um call this a wedding band wedding ring it doesn't come off it just never comes off it happens twice in my life. Once when I was fast, not fasting, let's say, but I was on keto diets, so I was just really thin and it was really cold outside. And the other time was right after this panicky moment when I was thinking all those thinking in the darkness, laying in bed. And then suddenly I thought, even though I, I normally don't even feel it because it's always there, I don't feel it. And like suddenly, I, what if I, I think I don't have it. Like, where is it? And it was gone. My wedding band was gone and I was, oh my gosh. And I got so scared and panicked and anxious and unhappy about it. it was un that was the answer, right? That was already yeah. the answer. And that's only a wedding band. Not, my family was not taken away. None of my kids was taken away. There was, there was like severe trial. My husband was not away for months somewhere. It was just the wedding band, the symbol of you know, the sacrament anyway. So I woke up, well, woke up, I got up and I started, so I prayed to Anthony of, I think, Padua, you know, the patron of things lost. And I went, like, it's amazing because I, I had no idea when it came off, when and where. It could have been everywhere, like at my work, in a garden, outside, in some shop, somewhere at home. And it's a, maybe not a very big house, but it's a big house, it's not like two, two rooms or something. And I was like almost sure, sure I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to find it. And yet in about two, three minutes, I went directly where it was. And I found it so quickly. Like, oh, here's my answer. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so God works in the mysterious and, and amazing ways. Yeah. yeah. Anna, thank you. That yeah. Beautiful story beautiful story actually several parallels to my life my wife's life um i think you have five kids right yeah we do we do yeah and i'm getting older myself so you're homeschooling as well homeschooling as well yeah yeah, yeah. so there's definitely more getting older realizing um that you can have those moments those dramatic conversions of heart mm. and and then you start to drift, I don't know, for many reasons. Oh, I'm comfortable here. Everything's great. Thank you, God. And then you start to forget your blessings. And then, yeah, 
yeah. one thing leads to another. So yeah, I, I thank you for all of those stories actually, and the dreams. And um, so just so I remember correctly, there were the two pretty big moments. The first big moment, I think, was the Shroud of Turin and what happened yeah, there. Exactly. And then that homeschool, the witness. witness of the homeschool group was another moment. Um, would your husband say the same? Because I know you said he was right there for the shroud. Yes, pretty much. Right there for the homes homeschool. I mean, he's a, he's a little bit on a different path. I mean, not like in a different direction, sure. uh, but he's simply has a different personality and so on. So, um, well, God works in him obviously differently, right? Yep. Like it's a different, like I think St. Faustina Kowalska said, I'm not sure I love her. And in a sense, like reading her sometimes is like, wow, in a sense, like, like well, I could say, wow, of all saints, but like, wow, I, I get this, you know? And yeah. I'm not a mystic in a sense that I understand, like speaking directly to me yeah. so much. So she said, I think, and I don't know if it, it was simply her observation or, or something she got from Jesus that he told her that it's like with angels i think which are each different species or something that souls are so different from each other like worlds like worlds like you are a different world and i'm in a different world and that's oh, like huge you know the difference between that's souls. like like someone some of your guests said like try to understand i think that was someone who actually wrote a, a book to uh, catholics about converts how this is not just conversion, but a different universe, how difficult it is, how new, how, well, it's true because you start living your life differently. And I, I did omit some, some, some fragments and some, you know, moment, moments of grace, but I guess you want to finish. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I was going to say related to the saints writings, um, every, every saint's going to connect differently with different people. Like I, I've read a number of saints and some of them, I just can't, I, the, the writing- Yeah, there's no relationship. Connect, doesn't yeah, connect, yeah. And the person next exactly. to me is saying, this is the most amazing writing ever. Right. But exactly. yeah, um, but St. John of the Cross, for some reason, I don't know why that keeps coming to my mind, but I, I love St. John of the Cross. Me too. me too, for the same writing. reason. The strangest thing about it, I tried to read a bit and was tough, yeah. And yet I'm like, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's drawing me. He's, it's attractive, but I don't know, not that I don't know why he's a Carmelite. Yes. And it's contemplation. And I'm simply into that, that kind of thing, prayer and contemplation, pro-life stuff and priests, you know, that's why I'm part of, uh, well, not at this very moment, but I'm trying to get back there because of the, you know, I was on this maternity leave and I was like so busy with us, with the youngest, but I was writing articles and such for, um, for, well, you call it, well, it's, it's in Polish, it's DDAQ, let's say, but it's basically an action of spiritual adoption of priests. And I was writing there. So all those things, it's like so Carmelite, all of this, you know, I, I, I basically like to, so John of the Cross, it just fits like St. Yeah. Teresa of Lisier, for example, St. Teresa of Avila. It must be something because of that. I'm drawn there. There's something so, so beautiful. Even when you said Carmelite, that to me is, I can't, I, I can't find the words. There's something, because I've just been reading a lot of. Yeah, it's attractive. 
yeah it may be that you're kind of called to go deeper in a sense of prayer like contemplation that you can think about that because Probably. you know yeah yeah rosary is great uh, and uh, and i and i pray and so on and other um prayers or whatever but like meditation or like I would like to be able to contemplate and if if it happened they'll be like because it's an infused contemplation, infused aside, contemplation. like infused contemplation yeah you can't do it you know it just happens if, yes if it hap yeah so so meditation yes but it's like i'm i'm longing for contemplation like i would like to have not so much because i'm into mystical experiences because i'm wary of it i have yep. to be because there was a time when i was like into all of it too much in a sense that uh, it can be dangerous, I think, to the soul if you like focus too much on this. Just like with exorcism, for example, that part, you know, like if you focus too much on the bad one, bad oh, yeah. stuff, or on private revelation, right? Yeah. It can become unhealthy if there's too much of it. Well, the, so, the other thing is, are you, I think in that process, if you're asking the Holy Spirit to guide versus I'm going to just go, I'm just yeah, yeah. going, pouring myself right. into this without any discernment or any pausing in the middle of it i agree with you 100 percent. yeah and i was just apart uh, about those carmelites i also yeah. like uh caramel or caramel candies <laughs> trying to like it's like it's a funny thing that you know this thing of carmelites and caramel and mount caramel and stuff and prophet yeah. elijah that it just draws me all of it right yeah uh, but anyway i was uh trying to explain this to my kids older kids particularly one of my uh older daughters today about um this connection like find a friend among saints, you know, I told them, so they started searching and there's probably something there. And I think at least one of them, I think already found. And I asked my son if he has like special connection to a saint. And he said, Saint Francis. And I said, because I even said that to my daughter before, uh, I said that precisely to her. I don't know if you heard it, that he's one of the greatest saints. And yet like, and I acknowledge it and so on. And I don't feel the connection at all i don't know why mm -hmm. you know but he's amazing saint right one of the greatest right and so so i like i i, I was just trying to explain them find someone just read through uh here's the book yeah, various, various saints this one is for children this one is not yeah and you know even hap try haphazardly uh and see from there and not then you can you know every day until you find something yeah so 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 i i uh I agree that, you know, this, this particular connection with particular, it seems like I've, I've heard so many stories that this, this, this is just normal, simply yep. God made it this way so that we have special friends and they will be like special protectors and uh, patrons and patrons. Well, yeah. Yeah. And when yeah, you, when like you, yes. when you view it as a family and you view it as, in a lot of cases, you, you'll read someone, you don't realize that they may have gone through exactly what you went through so for instance if there's someone that was really dealing with scruples yeah you, you're reading about them like saint ignatius um of loyola you know yeah. and then you get to his spiritual writings and yeah. you realize oh my goodness this is an incredible advice or saint philip neri dealing with people that had scrupulosity. Yes. anyway uh we could we could talk for hours thank you anna Lovely. for your witness uh for coming on the show really appreciate it i appreciate it. that i could do it thank you too yeah yeah it was beautiful and everyone please share the video like as always subscribe comment etc until next time take care and god bless bye mm -hmm.